0: Entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go.
1: Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders so they can inspire others. I'm proud to let you know we record the Business Builder Show in the studios of 94.3 FM, The Talker, which is part of Bold Gold Media, and we are in Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Business Broller Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My special guest with me today is Bruce L. Hartman. Hi, Bruce. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing terrific, Marty. Thank you.
1: Uh, I'm really honored to have you here. You wrote a great book. Let me do a formal introduction to Bruce, and then we'll get launched. So Bruce Hartman is the founder and creator of Gideon Partners, an advisory firm committed to, quote, walking with people into a brighter future, end quote, as they navigate life and career transitions. Hartman was the executive VP and CFO at Yankee Candle Company, Cushman and & Wakefield, and Foot Locker Incorporated. We probably talk a lot about fo- Foot Locker during this discussion, probably, Bruce, where he established global banking and capital market structures and contributed to significant increases in enterprise value. Bruce Hartman is the author of a new book called Jesus and Company, Connecting the Lessons of the Gospel, with today's business world, so Bruce, I guess the title of the book kind of sets the stage for our discussion. Um, so the title of the book again is "Jesus and Company," connecting the lessons of the gospel with today's business world. So this is a business show, Bruce. So we're certainly going to talk about the book, but let's start with what do you want to accomplish in this discussion in the next few minutes? What, what do you want to? What are you setting out to do?
2: Well, I I think two things, uh, Marty. Great question. The first is to reintroduce Jesus to the business community, not with fire and brimstone or with flowery language, but I think I can show some very strong connections of Jesus as a carpenter slash business person Mm. in the first century with the 21st century. That's number one. And number two, as you know, there's a lot of... Discussion that goes on uh, about business world as being um, difficult people to deal with. Uh, you know, I, I was on the phone this morning with uh, a guy from Wall Street. He said, "You know, we're just all these corrupt Wall Street people," which isn't true. I mean, there mm-hmm. are certainly corrupt people, but mm-hmm. to bring real heroes of the business world to light for the rest of the, for the rest of the people that uh, may not be familiar with,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, is honest. I'm not. I'm a business person. I'm not corrupt. I'm I'm a pretty good guy, and and I've been around companies that are not corrupt, and and I talk to a lot of people who are involved in what's called a triple bottom line, and they're good people, Bruce. They're, they're good business people doing good good work, and and like yourself. So okay, so tell us about your I guess call, we'll call it your personal journey and. And, and during that time, I guess, uh, did you learn, how did you learn to be ethical and professional at work? So kind of tell me your journey.
2: So, uh, you know, Marty, when I was eight or nine, I always wanted to be in business. I would play, believe it or not, I would play Solitary Monopoly on my bed as a child. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it was always kind of a dream and... You know, I went on to um, college, graduated, I went and worked for one of the best firms in the accounting world, accounting field, uh, Deloitte, Touche, in those days it was Haskins itself. Sure. And stay stayed very riveted on progressing through my career. And the, the really the first place that I learned integrity and respect for customers, for the rules, and for Um, earning money the right way was at May Department stores, which is now merged with Macy's. Right. Great people. I was really lucky, Marty, to have some terrific bosses that, you know, particularly when you're starting out, having great mentors, as you know, is really helpful. So I was very fortunate to do that. Then I was lucky enough, or depending on how you look at it, lucky enough or unlucky enough to be recruited to go work at Foot Locker. Yeah. (laughs) And I was really excited the day um, I was made CFO uh, in 1999. I remember calling my wife and said, you know, I finally am a Fortune 500 company. However, it may not be in business in 60 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a tougher call. Uh, and, you know, we were able to... Yeah, obviously Footlock has gone on to prosper since then. And in fact, two years later, for, uh, Forbes magazine yeah. wrote about our remarkable turnaround. Yeah. So, but we did it, we did it the right way. And it was the one enduring lesson I take from that period that you can take shortcuts when you're in trouble, but you can also take the long road and yeah. always making sure you're doing the right thing all the time. It may need an extra hour in the day or maybe two hours in the day. Yeah, okay, But when you do things the right way, things work out better for you in the long term.
1: Yeah, and you tell, so, a, lot, you tell a lot of stories about yourself and others, um, um, friends, mentors, colleagues. I really liked the way you did that. You used them as examples of, of being ethical and professional. And, and what I really liked is that these weren't necessarily the superstars of the business. You kind of found these people. Um, so I, I, I like that. Again, um, I just, I like that. I, I, for some reason or other that really got my attention. Um, so, so let me ask you this, because I want this to come out. It just popped into my brain. So would you consider yourself a type A personality, like driven, like in the early stages? And maybe you still are. But talk to me about that. Were you short-tempered at times or anything like that in the earlier stages?
2: I, I had all the type A qualities, uh, all the stereotypes. You know, I was driven, you know, I had a very mono focus on my career, um, type A in the sense that I really wanted to get things done. And yeah, I did, you know, part of that does have a short temper, but I will say that the other side of that though, Marty, is I had a real concern for the people that worked for me right. and a real belief in doing the right thing for the company yeah. all the time. That's what motivated me yeah, uh, with it. That worked with me and always making sure the company was being taken care of first.
1: Okay, let's jump to this. We're going to jump all over the place. I'm sure you'll stay with me. You're a bright guy, you're a chief financial officer type, so you can handle us. Um, you now have a Master of Divinity degree, and I understand you're uh, going to be awarded your doctorate pretty soon. Tell me about that.
2: Yeah, I have a, actually the doctorate degree is, I'll be getting that in May. So this has been a uh, really interesting seven year journey. Marty, for a long time later in my career, and this probably was a four or five year period, I felt this sense or need to do something different than what I was doing. And in 2000, and I guess in January 2011, I answered that call and went to Drew University to get my mm-hmm. um, Master's in Divinity. And the reason is, is I, I, I believe and I understand in the value of Jesus personally, but also I believe that Jesus has a lot of value and examples that can help those in the business world walk that straight line. Yeah, Because at 8.15 every Monday morning, we, we all get bombarded with what what ought we to do mm. and I think listening to the words of Jesus give us the answer to what we ought to do and as you know marty it's uh, it 's not day yeah. yeah. to day it 's hour to hour yeah how just doing the wrong thing
1: yeah, um we both know we we're chatting a little bit before we uh, went live here that um basically what we 're saying is um bruce um Business is tough. Business is hard. Uh, and, it, and no matter how you slice and dice it, it's bottom line focus. It has to be. I mean, you know, it, it, so it's hard. So talk to me about, you know, uh, explain the importance of authenticity and morality in making business decisions. You've alluded to that, but go a little deeper on that. And maybe can you give us some examples?
2: Yeah, especially from a leadership standpoint, I'll answer that question. Having what you just said, authenticity and moral values is the single most important thing a leader could, can do, especially in the larger organizations. But even if you're a small business, people watch how you behave all day long. Yep. And the better you behave, the better your employees behave. And it's interesting when I help companies, if I see a, a leader with that's authentic, in other words, does what he says, does he or she does what they say, say what they do, that it's reflected in the rest of the organization. Yeah. So to me, as a leader, that's the single most important thing you can do. Stay here for more of the Business Builders Show
1: with Marty Wolf. My friends at nastpartners.com asks you, who will take you there? The Predictive Index allows you to decode the complexities of your people and realize what drives workplace behaviors so you can ensure alignment, reach your team's true potential, and achieve your business objectives faster than ever. The Predictive Index uses proven science to help you manage across the hire to retire life cycle with scientifically validated workforce assessments that provide high-impact insights in minutes. That's the Predictive Index. Learn more at nastpartners.com. That's my friend Dave Nast at nastpartners.com. That's N-A-S-T, nastpartners.com. My guest is Bruce L. Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N. His book is Jesus and Company, Connecting the Lessons of the Gospel with Today's Business World. Bruce, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Have a website or LinkedIn? What, what would you suggest people uh, connect with you?
2: Well, my website is bruce brucelhartman.com.
1: Okay, that's easy enough. brucelhartman.com. That's where you can find him and follow him. Okay, so... Uh, the other word that comes in my brain is courageous. Um, you had to be courageous. The folks around you had to be courageous. Um, so what does it mean or what does it look like to be a person of faith in the corporate world? I, I think sometimes that takes some courage, Bruce.
2: You know, it, it does. Uh, in, but over time, when you demonstrate demonstrate your faith and your willingness to do the right thing. Two things happen. One is you get used to doing it, so it becomes easier. So it's a practiced um, event. And the second thing is you develop a reputation as somebody that people can count on. In the short term, standing up for doing the right thing can have short-term consequences. But mm-hmm. over a long period, yeah. your reputation develops. Practice that; it does become easier. It becomes a way of life, and you develop a reputation.
1: Yeah, but I'd be remiss in saying what you're repeating what you said. I know personally, and you do too, um, that people have suffered sometimes making these decisions. I mean, you can look at whistleblowers; you can look at different people. Uh, They suffer. So your key lesson, and I guess the lesson you're telling us in the book, which is Jesus and Company, is that in the long term, that's the best way uh, from every point of view,
2: right? I, yeah, I, I, even if you lose your job, and I, and I know this is traumatic because I think one of the most difficult things for an employee to do is to be without a paycheck. Yeah. Uh, and the hardest time to find a job in your life is when you don't have a job. Yeah. It's very lonely. You develop a sense of worthlessness. Uh, you know, a lot of the people I counsel, because yeah. uh, I do a lot of counseling with the, uh, people that have been displaced, it's very hard. It's very scary. But Marty, many times these people go on to getting bigger jobs, bigger pay raises, because there are people out there that know of them. Yeah, And when they find out that they're unemployed because they stood up for doing the right thing, yeah, that will get out um, and the references will sell the people because of yeah. their reputation. So yeah. it's difficult in the short term, uh, but in the long term, it's the only way.
1: I'll hire them every day of the week, (laughs) Bruce, every day of the week. They're on my team, you know. Okay, so you break it down in the book into neat little chapters, and I want to talk about two chapters. So you talk about Jesus as a team builder. And so, again, this is a business show, so whatever people's beliefs are about Jesus or one way or another, I want you listening to the whole thing. I mean, obviously, Bruce is talking about Jesus and company, but talk to me about um, Jesus as a team builder, and that's a whole chapter. So, give me some more details on that, Bruce.
2: Yeah, one of the interesting things that Jesus did, and I and I parallel it a little bit with not a little bit, a lot with what we did at Footlocker. If you if you notice who Jesus picked, it wasn't the religious elite or the powerful.
0: Yeah,
2: he picked people that one could get things done. Two uh, developed other people, and three were, they were well-liked by the, the populace. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, Matthew the tax collector, mm-hmm. it's, when, when Jesus picked him, he immediately set up a dinner with a whole bunch of his friends yeah. to meet with Jesus. Yeah. The, the problem that you have, particularly in companies that aren't doing well, there's a reason why they're not doing well. And one of the things I've noticed is that companies tend to focus on resumes and not on the individual's heart.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: So, so we had five things that we did at Footlocker um, to help identify these people that were the common person, but they could get things done and they could make businesses on. Number one, do they get things done? Number two, do they listen to learn? Number three, do they they develop other people? Do they make other people that work with them better? Do they analyze effectively? And do they have a high sense of moral code? You have those five things in an employee, and that's what each one of those 12 disciples, other than Judas, that's what they have. And that's why Jesus picked them. Not because they were trained at some great um, school in the first century or that they were part of the religious elite. He picked people at he knew could do the job that he had to get done.
1: It sounds like networking to me. Huh? <laughs> it is. This is it a good is. networking. <laughs> you know, it really is. That's what it was. back then. So, all right, okay. I don't want to put we words in your mouth. Of- Those are my words. So, go ahead.
2: You yeah, we actually have, have a chapter in there: Jesus, the original network. <laughs> uh,
1: hey, I want to contribute. Want I'll help out, you know? So... <laughs> So another chapter, I think this is the heading of the chapter, you call uh, Jesus as change agent. Well, obviously, the whole concept of change is a big topic today, because that changes every second, every more so. So tell me more what's in that chapter.
2: So in that chapter, uh, there's a story of Jesus. Now, uh, you know, depending on where you are with Jesus. Affects how you look at this, but let's just say for the time being that Jesus was not a fisherman. And this happens in business all the time. He he goes to the shore and he sees his friends who have been fishing all night, have not caught anything. And in the Judean period, it was common to fish to the left and not mm-hmm. to the right, because most people were right-handed and it's easier to bring the net in. Mm-hmm. They hadn't caught it so Jesus says to them, well, why don't you try casting to the right?
0: Mm.
2: And so they did. And as the story goes, Jesus, the, Jesus convinced them to cast to the right. They filled up their nets. They almost sunk the ship because they had so many fish that they had to get out of the boat and walk it in. It, and this is, this is the value of that lesson is many times we do things in business the same way each time and we're expecting a different result. Sometimes it's as simple as just looking to do things a different way. So we use this example in that chapter of Jesus, the change agent, to show how thinking about things differently can change the course of a business, or in in the case that I gave you, change the course of a morning.
1: Yeah, and it changed the course of Foot Locker, too. I mean, you go into details on that, and it's a fascinating story. And congratulations to you and the team in doing that on some little time ago. But still, there was a lot of courageous decisions made on that. And the leadership above you was were courageous by, um, you, know, you know, kind of going with the whole team. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. So you connect the Bible. You talk about the Bible and the stories of Jesus. And you're connecting it all to the modern business world. You kind of wrap up the book, and you really spend some time on the Sermon uh, of the, on the Mount. So tell me about that. That's kind of where way you wrap up. I mean, you really spend a lot of time on that.
2: Yeah, there's—you know, we're, we're often—oftentimes we're alone, uh, Marty, and I included this. You know, originally, originally I was going to write in examples of Jesus as the great coach, because there was a lot of coaching that he did. Yeah. But as I was thinking about it, you you can read the entire Sermon of the Amount um, in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that changed the way I was thinking about that chapter. What is it that Jesus will tell you what to do? What is it that Jesus will ask you to do? Well, it's all there in writing. So Mm -hmm. I spat that chapter out, Marty, with what if Jesus was uh, on a speaking tour in the U.S.? Mm -hmm. We all know every night it would be sold out to the standing room only. So I was trying to give people access to what is it that Jesus is saying? What, what are his values? What is he trying to say we should do? Um, so that's why I focused on the Sermon of the Mount, and I broke it apart like there's one part where it says, um, it talks about uh, in the Ten Commandments, one of them is thou shalt not commit murder. And that's the technical answer from the ten commandments but jesus says it isn't just the technical that counts it's how your heart thinks yeah so even if you don't like your brother you're still violated that commandment so that's the that's what you Mm. see in the sermon of the mount is Mm -hmm. more of an explanation of how our heart should be centered towards our company towards the people we work with and towards the world in general
1: and that's uh, in the book of matthew am i correct
2: uh, yes, and then there's a, there's a different version. It's similar. It's uh, called Sermon of the Sermon on the Plain. And that's in uh, the Book of Luke, but the one we talk about here is in Matthew, it's called the Beatitudes.
1: Right. So my guest is Bruce L. Hartman. His book is Jesus and Company: Connecting the Lessons of the Gospel with Today's Business World. So we need to wrap up, Bruce. What do you want people to remember from our discussion? You talked about uh, setting the tone at the beginning. What 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 do you want people to remember?
2: I, I think the, the, the biggest thing to remember is that doing— uh, answering the question of what ought we to do mm-hmm. is the most important thing we can do in business. Thinking about it from morally, morally, a uh, moral point of view is, is also very important— One of the lessons of Jesus is the answer of that question, what ought we to do? And as you remember, Marty, every day, every hour, you were faced with that question when you worked. I know I was when I worked.
1: Yeah. Well, I headed up sales organizations, Bruce. T- talk to me. I was challenged every day, brother. <laughs> so <laughs> every day. And, and you understand what that's like in you from the financial point of view. So, again, my guest is Bruce L. Hartman. His book is Jesus and Company, Connecting the Lessons of the Gospel with Today's Business World. And you can find him by going to l BruceLHartman.com. Correct, Bruce? That's correct. So thank you so much for being part of the Business Builder Show, Bruce. a fascinating discussion.
2: All right. Thank you, Marty. really appreciate the opportunity.
1: Thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find our show and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show, and be sure to stay tuned for information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite radio show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited time offer today. Learn more about the C Suite Network membership at c-suite-network.com/csr. Again, that's fifty percent off a C Suite Network membership at c-suite-network.com/csr.